It's good to be with you all this Friday uh, before Christmas. And, you know, as we approach the end of a year as well, um, this time of year always offers us an invitation just to reflect back, right? And just to kind of be reminded of, of what happened this past year. Um, every year, the New York Times does kind of a year in review with their photos. Um, and I've always found that to be a helpful way just to kind of be reminded of the things that were happening around us uh, in the world that we live. And um, I want to highlight a few of these notable ones, just a handful. Uh, but this first one, this was near the beginning of the year. Uh, there was that devastating earthquake in Syria and Turkey, um, which only added to the layer of loss for many who were also trying to flee that country as refugees. And then late in the spring, uh, the writer's strike happened, and uh, which only added, uh, you know, they got what they wanted, which was increased pay and benefits, which is what they needed, uh, frankly, because of all the binge watching the world was doing for like three years. <laughs> um, and then during the summer, uh, there were many wildfires. One of them was in Hawaii, the island of Maui, and which was you know, especially sad to see for us because our family had just visited and we actually remember some of those streets that we walked and like there's nothing there anymore. Um, and yet... Uh, there was this 150-year-old banyan tree that survived and was still uh, standing after the fire. And then as the year came to an end, uh, the last couple of months have been uh, an extremely difficult uh, and violent ex experience uh, for those in Gaza and Israel, uh, with just so much grief, loss, and pain. And then while this can feel a little bit disjointed, there were also moments of celebration. Um, I mentioned this because we live in Austin, uh, but just this past Sunday, those of you who follow the UT women's volleyball team uh, were excited to see they won their second national championship in a row, actually, back to back. And so those were just a handful uh, among many events and moments throughout the year uh, that shaped our experience of what we um, saw in the world, both experiences of pain and suffering, uh, as well as joy and celebration. And then for our own community here at Vox, uh, we also had some meaningful uh, moments throughout the year. So at the beginning of the year, we started off in January reconnecting with uh, this neighborhood association. Uh, we did uh, participated in the Boggy Creek cleanup, which is just down the street here. Uh, we also hosted a bake sale uh, to raise some f funds for refugees, um, both locally and globally. And then this year, we added some new voices to our teaching team. Uh, so Amy Wolfgang, Nick Zdrozny, Vanessa Miller, all offered their very first homilies here at Vox this past year. And then last month, we had our annual fall retreat at HEB camp. Got to rest in nature, community. We even got a nice surprise because we got one of the best campsites um, they offer. And so that was a nice little bonus. And then one of the bigger um, markers this year for our community is that we finally filled out our staff that we've been looking for positions uh, over the, I don't know, feels like eternity. Um, but Vanessa joined uh, Christopher and myself on our pastoral team in August. And then Brandon joined in September as our director of liturgy and worship. Uh, Caroline joined in October as our director of operations and communications. And then Chuck stepped in as our facilities manager this past fall. And so, you know, all these roles being filled um, also allowed me to shift my role to oversee partnerships and really engage in that piece uh, in the community this year. And then one last highlight I want to mention 
is that is actually a highlight from last year uh, when we got a new roof finally, um, but only to have the hailstorm <laughs> destroy that said roof um, and left so so many dents. Um, but fortunately, uh, our insurance company just notified me that they will be replacing it. So we will have another new roof uh, <laughs> in the upcoming years. So that's a gift. Um, and I know for all of us here, right, we, we have our own personal moments and experiences throughout this past year. Um, and they all collectively offer the context for how we arrive uh, today and as we approach Christmas Day. Both experiences of loss and disappointment, uh, as well as experiences of rest, joy, gratitude. And in our lectionary text for this evening, uh, we read about the experience that the shepherds had on the night uh, they were invited to visit the newly born Jesus. And it's in the midst of their own version of experiencing political unrest, uh, violence, you know, occupation by the Roman Empire. It was in that context that angels appeared to these blue-collar workers and shared the good news that was meant to create joy. And this is what the angels tell them. They said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so these shepherds get a glimpse of what had been promised for so long. And keep in mind, I mean, Jesus is a baby, right? I just visited Justin and, and Yunju when they just had their baby, and just this little precious guy. I wish I, I should have brought a picture, but, um, but just knowing that that's, he's got a long way to go still. I mean, he's just a little baby. And, and keep in mind that these shepherds, they're getting just a glimpse. They're not seeing the end result quite yet. They're just seeing this baby being born. But that's the invitation they're given on this night in the middle of darkness. And so the question I want us to reflect on this, this evening as we approach Christmas is what are the glimpses of hope, peace, joy, and love that we're invited to notice and hold with us? Right? What are those glimpses of grace that invite us towards God? And so as is our typical rhythm um, for each Christmas liturgy, we invite our community to listen and to reflect on the text through a practice known as Lectio Divina, which means divine reading. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Lectio, it's an ancient practice that lets scripture speak to us. And our posture is simply to listen and reflect. It's an invitation to receive what the Spirit is offering. And so we'll go through four movements, and the passage will be read four times. And after each reading, you'll have some time just to chew on the words in your mind, in your heart. During each movement, you'll focus your attention, your mind on a specific word or a phrase that stands out to you. And in between the readings, you'll have space to reflect on your response to this text and how it speaks to you in this moment. If you get distracted, don't worry. There are noises. Just allow yourself freedom to acknowledge distractions uh, and move on. And so if you're able to, um, get into a comfortable position. You can even close your eyes if it's helpful for you. Take a couple of deep breaths just to calm your mind and your heart. 
Deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. One more deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you hear this passage for the first time, open yourself to the presence of God. Take in the words and the flow of this passage and allow yourself to remain open to the Spirit of God. Identify any words or any phrases that grab your attention. And so listen to the text. I invite Sarah to read for us. And this is the first reading. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And as we listen to the passage for a second time, continue to listen for a word or phrase that stands out to you. And as you do, begin to meditate and chew on that word or phrase in your mind. Reflect on why God might highlight that for you today. Maybe ask any questions that come to mind. And take note of the things that seem important as you meditate on that word or phrase that God's given you. And so I invite Tom to read for us. This is the second reading. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, 
which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And as we listen to the passage a third time, listen for God's invitation and how you might respond. Maybe it's letting go of something or taking up something. Maybe it's doing something or being something. The invitation can take many different forms. And continue to listen for God's invitation as you look for ways to respond to the word or phrase you've been reflecting on. And after this third reading and a time of silence, we'll have an opportunity to share that word or phrase that God has brought to your attention to reflect on. And so I invite Melissa to read for us. This is the third reading. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
And as we finish this third movement, we have an opportunity to share as a community what words or phrases God has brought to your mind as a chance to be able to hear how this text is speaking to each of us. And so if you're comfortable and able, um, just share that word or phrase with the neighbor next to you. Um, and if you have any reflections, I'll give you a moment to do that. So we'll close our time together uh, just by listening to the passage one final time. And so try to savor the words and phrases that you've heard and from those that have been shared with you. There's no need to reflect or respond in this last reading. Simply rest in the love that God has for you. And as you hear the text, allow God's spirit to draw you close and fill you with love, grace, and peace. So I invite Nick to read for us the final reading. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And so this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so as we close this evening, uh, I want to invite us uh, to, to leave us with this poem uh, written by Howard Thurman. As we move through the Christmas season and beyond, as we continue to look for just those glimpses of God's grace and even in the darkest places that we live. So when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, and when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among people, to make music in the heart. And so we ask all this in the love of God, our creator, 
the hope of Christ who was born, and the peace of the Holy Spirit. Amen.